Welcome to episode 190 of Manage the Wilds. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Today I had a really good day. I was out looking for some deer and elk and a moose for a guy I know. He's got a big bull tag trying to find one. I'm trying to help him locate one of the big ones. Found some smaller, but nothing good. Uh, but across my path today came four rough grouse, and I just absolutely love rough grouse hunting. Uh, a lot of people here uh, during the big game hunts, the, they'll think of grouse as an afterthought, which allows me a lot more privacy uh, in hunting, if you will, than other people who are out pursuing uh, deer or elk or moose or other things, because oftentimes I don't draw tags, so I have a lot of time to chase grouse. And I am the one that everybody hates because they've got a big buck or a bull coming in and then I'm out there shooting grouse, ticking everybody off. And that's just the way it is. But I came across a paper uh, written by a couple of people that I know. I've worked for one of them and I've known the other two. Written by Chuck Carpenter III, Skylar Farnsworth, and Dr. David Dahlgren. I used to, I worked on a project with... David Dahlgren, and it was a fun project, one of the first ones I've ever done working in wildlife. These guys came out with a paper talking about forest grouse, where to look for them during that fall, and the ways that you can improve your success. So the opener here in Utah starts in September and goes all the way till January, so we have quite a long time. Most of the pursuit happens in September and October. That's when most of the deer and elk hunting happens around here. People, once they get into September, October, once they get into that November time period, uh, they're doing the lake cow, there's snow on the ground, and there's not too many people out there pursuing grouse. I love to pursue grouse. I don't often draw tags, and so, I have time. So let's talk about September. Where are you going to find them? Well, if it's a rough or a dusky, they're going to be in two different places. And so you got to kind of think of what you're typically going after. But let's talk generally. Uh, when these guys put uh, collars, or backpacks I should say, not collars, backpacks on these grouse, and they were looking at the different habitat based upon the months, here's what they found. 30% of their time they were found in mountain shrub, 40% of the time they were found in conifers and aspens. So that's where you need to start looking in that early season. And now it's going to change. Oftentimes, rough grouse are going to be found in aspen stands with uh, a bunch of shrub cover. Thick, nasty stuff. But duskies tend to like it a little more open. Some of that mountain, sh that aspen and sagebrush with a little of that mountain shrub. And they're looking for berries. But generally, they're going to be in the conifers and mountain shrub in September. Once it moves to October, they're going to then move into mountain shrub and aspen. So it goes from 40% were found in conifer stands to only 17 in October. They're now changing all to aspen. 49% of them were found in aspen and mountain shrub. So there's quite a bit of shifting depending on the time of year. Rough grouse's home range is fairly limited. Uh, it's actually pretty small. And they're 
smaller pockets. Um, this is the one challenge that I have when I tell people where I grouse hunt because they will go there and they will hunt and they will hunt and they will hunt and they will go back multiple times. And if you flush grouse and you get a, a shot off and you see three or four fly away and you get one of them, you leave, you come back another time, most likely those three that you missed are going to come back. And so people tend to hunt out these pockets and this study is showing that these pockets are actually very small and it's really possible to do. Uh, young grouse though, uh, they start dispersing in the fall uh, away from where they were raised, obviously uh, reducing the amount of competition between broods. But generally they're not going to move very much. Duskies on the other hand, uh, between winter and uh, the breeding grounds and wintering areas can move up to 40 miles. That's a long, long ways for a dusky grouse to disperse. So when you think you're gonna, when you're out and about and you're looking at the different types of vegetation, I ran into rough grouse today. Um, and where I ran into those was at the very top pocket of an aspen stand that had thick shrub cover. And the other thing that you need to do is when you harvest one, open them up, see what they've got going on. When you open up that gizzard, look inside. You can often tell uh, if you've shot them after they've recently uh, fed, they haven't been able to grind very much up, but you can start looking at the leaves and the different types of things. There will be some indicators, but oftentimes where you shot them at is a pretty good indicator, unless you shot them in the middle of the road, which is in most states not legal. But think about that next time you go out. Uh, take a look at this study. I'll put it on uh, the I'll put the link in the podcast so you can go to that link. I'll put it on Facebook, Instagram, and you can go through that. Take a look at it. It'll give you a pretty good idea of the different things you're looking at. In this, it also talks about how to age. You can tell whether it's a juvenile or adult and talks about the difference in wing lengths. And so that's what I got for today. If you guys have any questions, let me know. Have a great day. Stay wild.